What's going on, everyone? This is Devin Hutcherson, and you are listening to the Path to College Football podcast. That's how I do. I'm finna blow your mind. I'm finna blow your mind. I'm finna blow your mind one time. On today's episode, we're going to be focusing more on who the NCAA is and what kind of opportunities truly exist at the next level when it comes to playing college football. What's going on, everyone? Today is episode two of the Path to College Football podcast, and we're going to be breaking down the true opportunities that exist when it comes to playing football at the NCAA level. So the NCAA stands for National Collegiate Athletic Association. They were founded back in 1906, and a big part of that was just due to the environment that revolved around the safety of athletes during that time, so they needed to regulate some of those rules. Since then, it's turned into a unifying governing body, and they help with overseeing, regulating, and enforcing policies that these universities adhere to that compete at the NCAA level. So more so what I really want to dive into is that under the NCAA, there are four different levels of competition, and that's the FBS Bowl Series level, FCS Championship Series level, the Division II, and Division III levels. So the way that they're sorted out is going to be based primarily on four factors. And one, it's going to be the number of athletic programs that they offer to men and women. Two, it's going to be the level of competition that they are playing against. Three, the number of fans that are in attendance for these games. And number four, simply put, is just going to be the number of scholarships that they are offering. So bigger schools have more money, more scholarships to provide. And to really help familiarize yourself uh, with each level, here are a few examples when it comes to their schools. So starting off with Division One, these are the easiest ones, the ones that you're going to be seeing on TV every Saturday. USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama. These are going to be programs that offer 85 scholarships, and they offer to cover 100% of tuition, so it's truly the only place that you see a full ride come into play. At the FCS level, that's going to be schools like North Dakota State University, James Madison, Weber, your Montana State, Kennesaw State. They offer 63 scholarships per school, but those can be divided amongst their players. Also important to note here, guys, that there are two leagues within the FCS level, your Ivy League and Pioneer League. They do not offer athletic scholarships at this level. Moving on to Division II schools, a couple of examples here are going to be Valdosta State, uh, CSU Pueblo, Bowie State, Kutztown, Tiffin. These are going to be programs that offer 36 scholarships per team. And again, those can be divided up amongst their players. And finally, a really important note here, guys, once we get down to the Division III level, I do want to be clear that this is going to have the most opportunities for playing. There's just under 250 schools. So schools like University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, Montclair, Rowan, they have a lot of chances for you to continue on playing, but they offer no athletic scholarships. So still grants, academic funding, But when it comes to athletics, you will not receive a, what I guess you would call a true athletic scholarship at this level. So most importantly now, let's talk about why does this matter? What does this mean? Why am I even sharing this information with you? 
And that's because when it comes to the 130 FBS programs that exist, the 125 FCS, just under 170 for D2, just under 250 for D3, it all comes down to a numbers game with how many scholarships are out there. And that's just under 24,000 altogether. So FBS, there's just over 11,000 scholarships. So 11,000 true full-ride scholarships. FCS, there's just over 6,700 scholarships that are available. Division II, there's just over 6,000 scholarships that are going to be available. And again, Division Three offers none. So when you add that all up, it's just under 24,000 scholarships that exist in total. Going off of scholarshipstats.com, it starts to really make you wonder, what are my chances of getting one of these scholarships? And the way I'd like to explain it to you guys is to really point out how many kids are actually playing football at the college level and the high school level. So when we start to look at your FBS programs, the one that most people want to play at, your dream schools, they have an average of 118 players per team. And again, that's 85 scholarships that go around, not just to kids that are coming out of high school, but that's for the kids that are already on the team and the around 20 to 30 kids that they bring on every year. At the FCS level, there's 105 kids that play on each team and 63 scholarships that are available. Division two, there's 111 kids per team on average and only 36 scholarships that go around. And the reason why I want you guys to be knowing about this is that you need to understand the importance of getting started early when it comes to the recruiting process and your academics. When we look at who's out there playing on the high school level, there's right around 200,000 high school seniors that are out there that are potentially looking to compete. So you're competing against 250 to 300,000 people all for just under 24,000 scholarships and only 11,000 of them are going to offer you a full ride. If this doesn't give you one of those oh shit moments guys, I really don't know what will. It's going to be incredibly important here to really focus on your grades, really focus on your academics, really focus on how to go through recruiting. That's where I really wanted to share this with you. What we're going to be doing on next week's episode, we're going to be focusing on the alternative to the NCAA, and that is called the NAIA. We're going to have a similar format where we're going to be breaking down their opportunities, what some of the differences are between them and the NCAA. And from there, we'll really start to take a deeper dive into what needs to be happening in more specific points when it comes to recruiting in the process. So like I always remind you guys at the end of every episode, recruiting is a process that you only get to go through once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Till next time. I'm all on my own. They told me if you got some problems, keep it on the low. We don't need to know, so don't call my phone. And now I'm realizing that I don't need y'all no more. So now I'm gone. Hey. Petro.